0: Hey there, this is Clay with modernlove.life where we help you get the loving, great relationship that you want without having to play mind games, without any BS. Uh, Playing hard to get or anything like that without having to pretend to be someone or something that you're not And if that's something that you believe in please do me a favor and give this video a thumbs up Go ahead and subscribe to this channel if you like what we're doing and be sure to hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button So that you can get notifications next time we go live or upload a new video Um, Also, I wanted to let you know that if you like what we're talking about in any of these recent videos, please also check out our book called Be Love For Who You Are over at modernlove.life slash book. I originally hoped to have something cool new to share with you today, but uh, it's not quite there yet, so it'll have to wait till tomorrow's video. I'm like a heartbeat away from getting there. Um, but today we're talking about should you date somebody who has rejected you in the past and you know this could be like a, a big rejection like maybe somebody that broke up with you like maybe your ex or it could be a small rejection like maybe you approached somebody or maybe you know somebody through a friend of a friend or a friend or something and um you asked them out or something and they said no nah, i'm not interested for any number of reasons so should you date someone who rejected you and i know that a lot of um dating and relationship uh gurus out there um, will say, no, you should never do it. Or they'll have these black and white answers. And I want to make the distinction between the black and white approach and uh, my approach. Okay. So most dating and relationship advice is really about... Trying to make you look as badass as possible, trying to aggrandize your ego so that you can look back and be like, that person rejected me, I'm never dating them. And you can, like, you know, have drinks with your friends at the bar talking about how you're better than this person, and you can all, like, give each other high fives or something like that, all the while you're still single and you're still not in a great relationship. And, um, it's okay if you want to play the game of being a badass and empowering your ego and all that, that's totally fine. Just know that that game is not the same game as having a great, amazing, successful relationship. So, uh, just choose the game you're willing to play because having a great successful relationship is not always about being a badass. It's not always about being able to share your Tinder horror stories with your friends over drinks at the bar. It's not about that kind of stuff. Sometimes they'll be the same thing, but other times in order to have a great relationship, you may have to actually put your ego aside and be willing to step into discomfort, be willing to do things that uh, might not make you look cool, that might not make you look like a badass. And I just want to make this clear because I'm on the path of having a great relationship. That's the path that I want to lead you down. Um, and if you are on the path of having a big ego and being a badass, then you should probably not be watching this video. But with that being said, um, we want to answer the question, should you date somebody who has rejected you? And the badass path would say, no, never, you're better than that, you know, because they rejected you one time in the past for something that happened, for something that didn't happen, for some situation that was in place, maybe they were in a relationship with somebody else, Maybe. Uh, you just happened to be wearing your worst possible outfit that day maybe you were just in a bad mood or I don't know whatever right Um, and we want to take a different look at this so um, when considering if you should date someone who has rejected you before you want to look at what is your motivation for wanting to date them it's possible that you might simply want to date them because they did reject you in the past, because you are seeking validation from them, right? They have rejected you, and so now you want to prove them wrong, uh, heal yourself by saying, hey, they said some mean thing about me and hurt my feelings, and now if I can get them to want to date me, then I'm suddenly gonna feel whole and complete again. Um, This is not a good reason to date them. And if this is your intention, then uh, I would very strongly suggest you uh, maybe consider not dating them. Um, I did a video last week on the validation trap. You can check that out over here. Um, this was within the context of getting over a breakup, but uh, you know, many people can stay in the validation trap indefinitely. And so um, you know, if you are looking to somebody who has rejected you, for validation or you're trying to use them as a way of getting validation, then you are definitely in the validation trap. And um, I would recommend getting that cleaned up before you consider dating them or possibly anyone else. Um, You also want to look at this person as an individual, right? So if you're not looking at them as a source for validation, you want to say, okay, well, how would we actually be together as a potential couple? How would we actually get together and be together as a couple, right? Would we be a good fit together? Would we be compatible with one another? Would we uh, be incompatible with one another? These are the things you want to really spend some time thinking about. And the reason for this is because you don't just want to be in any relationship with any person, whether or not they rejected you, whether or not they're attractive or anything like that. You probably want to be in a relationship because you think it's going to last into the long run, okay? Because you like that person, because you want to be together and all of that. So you want to look at what you're looking for in a partner. Like, really think about this. What are you looking for in a partner? It has, it should, it, I, I would hope that it's more than just, hey, they have to be attractive. Um, look at what you're looking for. Do you want them to be emotionally available? Do you want them to be trustworthy? Do you want them to be honest? Do you want them to be... Um, other qualities out there, right? Do you want them to be generous? Do you want them to be uh, supportive? What's really important to you? And there's no right answer to this. There's no wrong answer to this. I mean, except for, you know, your honest answer. Um, But it's going to be unique to you. And like really think about this and then say, okay, does this person have these qualities? If they do, great, green light. If they don't, then you're probably better off not dating them. Um, Also look at deal breakers, right? Um, There's all kinds of potential deal breakers out there that might be a big screaming red flag, right? Uh, Your deal breakers again are also going to be unique to you um, But they are going to be your deal breakers, right? Are they gonna be like hey I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder been there done that not my thing Um, and if that's the case, that's fine. That's a deal breaker. Then you want to, of course, look at this person's characteristics and say, okay, do they have narcissistic personality disorder or, um, are they unable or unwilling to take responsibility for their own emotions or are they untrustworthy? Do they have a history of cheating or again, whatever your deal breakers are, you want to look at them and, um, really say, okay, like, do they have the things that I want? Do they not have the things that I don't want? And if they if they pass that test, if they pass that filter, then um, you know, even if they did reject you, then it might be worth seeing if dating them might be a good idea, right? And of course, you obviously also want to look at why they rejected you in the first place too. What was it? Was it just uh, uh, bad circumstances? Like maybe they were in a relationship with somebody else at the time, and so that's why they said no. Or um, is it due to something else, right? Is it because they like fundamentally aren't attracted to you? If they aren't attracted to you, then that's kind of a bad sign right there. And um, you're going to have to say, okay, well, what happened? What has changed since then uh, that's going to make them suddenly be open to being in a relationship with me? Okay. And hopefully it's something positive. It's not just like, well, you know, they couldn't do any better than me. So they came back to old me here, old reliable, Uh, you know, hopefully it's something positive like, oh yeah, to put more thought and attention into how I dress and how I appear to the world because I actually love myself enough to actually put my best foot forward on a day-to-day basis. Um, I've started to practice more self-love, so I'm actually doing things that I actually care about instead of just doing things that I think other people want me to do. And so as you start to um, step into you know, self-love or some other aspect, then that would ideally be a, a good thing that would encourage them to actually have a change of opinion about you. So you want to look at why you were rejected and then um, has anything fundamentally shifted the positive to change that circumstance. And if that is the case, then, you know, maybe that's a good idea for the two of you to see what's possible to consider dating. Um, also, an important thing, if you are going to consider dating somebody who has rejected you, um, you also want to make sure that you're able to come together as equals. Now, if they have rejected you in the past, you may have a tendency to you know, put them up on a pedestal. And that is something that uh, obviously you don't want to do. We made a video about that um, a couple of weeks ago. I'll put a video card for that over there. And um, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to put them up on a pedestal because that's just going to shift the dynamic between the two of you to, you know, where you're down here and they're like way up here and that's not a great thing. Um, so, so you definitely want to make sure that you're able to come together as equals, that you're able to put whatever rejection there was behind the two of you and you're able to say, yeah, that was that was like kind of a crazy time. Let's just, let, you know, that's, that's all in the past. I'm me, you're you, let's have a connection, let's talk, let's be together. Let's see what we can create together. And um, that is really the ideal way that really any relationship should start. Um, But especially you want to look out for this if you are entering into some sort of dating scenario with somebody who has rejected you, Uh, because that's something that I could really easily see a lot of people falling into. And that's something that... um, A lot of people that I have worked with uh, actually have fallen into. But um, you really want to put that rejection behind. You you don't want to see that person as like above you. You want to be together as equals. And um, you want to remember that they don't hold the keys to your happiness. You equally hold the keys to your own happiness. And you also equally have the power to uplift them as well too. Okay. It's not just a one-way street where they're this awesome person that's like bestowing validation and praise on you, on little old you and all that. And, um, you know, you're just kind of at their whims of whether or not they decide to shower you with love and affection or not. It should be a two-way street. That's the foundation for a healthy relationship right then and there. Um, And, you know, if you can do all that, then I don't see any reason why it's off the table for actually dating somebody who may have rejected you in the past. So with that being said, uh, once again, if you like what we're doing here, please give us a thumbs up. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you are not already. And please hit that bell icon too so you can get the notifications. And once again, I think I'll have something new to share with you tomorrow. If I don't, I'm going to feel a little bit silly. But for now, once again, we do have the book, Beloved for Who You Are, over at modernlove.life book. You can learn more about all of this self-love, self-esteem, inner work, mindset business that I've been talking about over the past uh, month or so on this YouTube channel. Um, and again, I'll be able to share with you my top secret project tomorrow. Hopefully I'm like this close to being done. I'll probably finish it right after I finish this video. But with that being said, let's go ahead and see what folks are talking about in the chat. I was chatting with a couple folks before I went live here so I'm going to skip over all of those and see if we can find where we actually went live um okay mitt says I will definitely date somebody who has rejected me as long as the prior problems or issues that led to the previous rejection are resolved absolutely we just uh talked about that but I think mitt beat me to the punch because I think that was posted before we got into the content for this. Um, if there's still love, absolutely. Yeah, sure, totally. Uh, Lance says, hello. Hello, Lance. Uh, Joshua says, heart broke. Keep seeing her in my mind. Memories and stuff. Um, I hate the thoughts of her with other guys. Any tips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, from the way that it sounds, I'm guessing this breakup is still a little bit fresh for you. Um, and if that's the case, then we, we did cover the whole like, spectrum of getting over a breakup last week. Um, I'll go ahead and put a link to that. I actually made a special playlist out of all those videos, but I'll put a link to that up there. And um, it sounds to me like you're at the second stage, which is the over-invested stage, which is where your mind keeps looping back over and over and over and over and over. Um, on your ex, on uh, things that happened, things that didn't happen, things you could have said, things that you wish that you didn't say, uh, things that she might be doing, things that she might not be doing, things that she might be doing, people that she might be doing things with, people that she might not be doing things with, and so on and so forth. And it can really drive you crazy. Um, But the short answer is that you want to really learn how to invest more in your own life than you do in her or in anyone else. And you also want to take a look at the thoughts and the beliefs that you have in your mind about like, okay, if she does date someone else, what does that mean about me? If she does, uh, if she doesn't text me back right away, what does that mean about me? And you want to look at these thoughts and beliefs that you're having and say, okay, is it true? Is it true that, you know, she's more attractive than I am if she moves on faster than me? Is it true that, uh, you know, she was dating down when she was with me if she moves on faster than me? If, if uh, she ends up, Feeding somebody else before I end up in a relationship with somebody else, or something like that. And the truth is, when you really examine some of these beliefs and thoughts, is no, it's not necessarily true at all. Um, it's it's actually just a worst-case scenario thought or a catastrophe thought, as I sometimes call them. Um, and if you actually start, to, if you actually start to shine the light of awareness on many of these thoughts, they will actually disintegrate, or you'll see how like extreme they are, and how ridiculous they actually are, and uh, you can actually start to say, oh, okay, that's kind of (laughs) a bit extreme. Um, Maybe I don't need to jump to that far conclusion right away, Um, but that'll help you out. But yeah, once again, check out that playlist. Um, It'll help you out in a whole lot more detail, and also just, you know, sorry you're going through that. I know it's really tough. Um, I've definitely been there myself. The Long nights tossing and turning, trying not to, you know, think of my ex and all that stuff. Um, Let's see. Amy says, hey, Clay, my ex and I still have feelings, but he doesn't want a relationship, and I do. So now we are just friends with benefits. Should I stop if I want to be um, in a committed relationship with him? He always rejects me when I say I want a relationship. Okay, so first of all, when it comes to the friends with benefits thing, you have to be really careful about this. Um, I know that a lot of people are deathly afraid of the friend zone, Um, and so they will really prioritize the sexual aspect of a um, relationship, and I totally get that. Um, But if the two of you were in a relationship before and then you broke up, you, like, really don't have a whole lot to worry about when it comes to the friend zone thing. He's not going to ever really see you as just a platonic friend. He's going to still be attracted to you, I mean, unless there's been some sort of, like, really enormous physical change or personality change or something like that for the worse, okay? And by enormous, I mean, like, massively enormous, you know, like, maybe you gained, like, 100 pounds or something like that, not, like, you know, 5 pounds or 10 pounds or something. I know I know people can be really, like, uh, over-analytical and over-critical of their bodies and things like that, but, you know, if you gained 5 pounds, you are still attractive, Okay. But if you gained like 100 pounds, it it can be like, well, you really look like a very different person now. Or um, if you have a very dramatic personality shift for the worse, like maybe you've spiraled into depression or something like that, um, it can definitely cause the attraction to shift. But all that aside, you are probably still very much attractive to him. So you do not need to worry about the physical aspect of uh, your connection. And with that being said, uh, you know, people do focus on the physical aspect uh, because they're worried about the friend zone. And um, if you are focused solely on the physical aspect, then oftentimes the emotional aspect gets shelved, gets uh, put aside, gets sacrificed even. And when you have a dynamic that's really solely physical, you are in a very ripe condition for being locked up in the friends with benefits zone because you're not taking the time to nurture the, the emotional side of the equation. And so um, I'm not saying you necessarily want to stop sleeping with him because this is obviously a choice that you have to make yourself. If you can feel good about sleeping with him um, without it necessarily leading to anything, then fine, go ahead. Um, if you can just enjoy the act for what it is without it leading to anything, fine, go, fine, go ahead. Um, If you can just enjoy the act for what it is without it leading to anything, fine, go ahead. But if there's strings attached, if there's a hidden agenda, if, uh, you know, there's a covert contract in place, then this is probably not a good thing for you to do. And you should probably stop doing that. Um, But I would really focus more on the emotional aspect of the connection between the two of you. And I'd also focus more on more on the stepping back from the outcome of being in a relationship with him, okay? Focus more on building the emotional foundation so that when you ask him about being in a relationship, he's much more likely to say yes because the two of you have a solid emotional foundation. And you know, if you don't have that emotional foundation and you just say, hey, do you wanna be in a relationship? Uh, he doesn't have anything to rest that foundation on. So he's probably gonna be like, eh, I don't really feel it. I don't, I don't know, I, I'm not ready for a relationship. I think I need time for myself. This is all moving too fast, you know, stuff like that. But if you build that foundation first, then you have this great uh, base of positive emotions. And then it's like, hey, do you want to be in a relationship? It's like, yeah, you know, we have been having these great interactions. We have been having these great heart-to-heart connections. I do feel really close to you. I think I would like to be in a relationship with you. And uh, so it becomes a whole lot simpler if you do that. So that's really what I'd recommend in that situation. Um, Where did we leave off? Let's go back, okay, there was Amy, all right, Uh, my girlfriend broke up with me after nine years. Should I continue to go to the cafe where our friends are and be indifferent? I always want her back um, and we do not even speak. I'm so confident now. Okay, yeah. So first of all, if you like the cafe, if you like going there, if you like hanging out with your friends there, then by all means, keep going there. You should not be limiting the things that you do simply because your ex might be there. You should not be sacrificing your own life. You should not be sacrificing your own enjoyment simply because your ex might be there. Um, Also, the thing that is a little bit concerning about your statement there is that you say that you act indifferent. You know, it's it's fine if you genuinely are indifferent, but if this is an act, if this is a mask that you're wearing, if this is a performance piece that you're putting on where you're pretending to be the indifferent man, then um, that is not something that I would recommend because you are being something other than you are with the hopes that it will get you in a relationship with someone else. And that means that even if you succeed, then you have to be someone other than you are in order to be in that relationship, which is a an, an awful setup. And that's why I wrote the book: Be loved for who you are. Um, convenient segue. Once again, that's over at modernlove.life/book. Modernlove.life/book. Um, and I would really encourage you to learn the difference between positive vulnerability and negative vulnerability because you do not have to play this game of being indifferent, of being the stoic, stonewall, emotionless robot or anything like that. Um, Contrary to popular belief, that is not attractive. Women do not like to be in relationships with robots. Uh, Trust me, I'm a recovering, emotionless robot myself. Not really a robot, but you get the idea. Um, But yeah, uh, I should probably make a video on that. Maybe I'll do that one of these days, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Um, Where did we leave off? Okay, we've got some conversation back and forth. We've got Helen in here with the um, emoticons or emojis or whatever you call them these days. Uh, Hello, Clay. Good to see you again. Uh, It is nice. Oh, it's fading away. It is not, it is, uh, it's a nice feeling to be around a very positive person like you. You are a real blessing here. Thank you so much, Helen. Um, Thank you just so much for showing up on all these live streams, too. I noticed that there's a couple people that keep showing up uh, day after day after day, and I want to just let you know that I'm very, very much grateful and appreciative uh, for you guys showing up. I know that the the views on many of these live streams are not particularly high, and I imagine that is probably due to the shifting focus of this channel and also just to the new format as well, too, because, you know, before Maybe a month and a half ago, I was just doing what probably most people do on YouTube, which is to record a video, get it edited, uh, you know, uploaded a couple days later and all that. And that was, I I just wasn't feeling it. Um, And so I decided to try out this live stream thing. And um, it's been really cool. And I think that the people that are subscribed to this channel are becoming familiar with it because I'm seeing the view counts like steadily start to increase, which is really cool, really um, uh, uh, giving me some positive feedback here. But um, I just really want to let you guys know as, as the people that are early uh, fans of this new format, I really appreciate you. I really uh, appreciate you tuning in whenever you can. I know that not everybody can make it every day, but when I see the same faces over and over again, when I see the same screen names over and over again, um, I just really want to express my gratitude to you. So thank you so much. Uh, Let's see if we can do maybe one more question. Uh, Where are we? Okay. All right, there's a familiar name. Um, Once again, I do not know how to pronounce this name, uh it starts with b-a-l-a bala i'm I'm not going to try and pronounce that because i'm pretty sure i'm going to do it the wrong way but your question is my girlfriend is moody always mad angry at me and she um says to me that it's my fault even though i do nothing i never talk to anyone especially girls i always do my best to understand her yeah okay so we need to first have a talk with your girlfriend, right? So you need to talk to your girlfriend and say, okay, look, I want to have a great harmonious relationship with you. I think you want to have a great harmonious relationship with me. Um, What I'm experiencing when you say these things is that, is that you're upset with me and that you want me to do or be or say this or that or something else in order to um, help you feel better and you want her to say, okay, well, in that moment, I'm just expressing how I feel. Maybe I don't want you to do anything, or maybe I'm really looking for you to be more supportive or whatever it might be, okay? But the two of you need to come to some sort of understanding where you can really understand each other, understand where she's coming from so that she can understand where you're coming from so that you can find a way to make things work, okay? Because clearly whatever's going on right now is not working and through a better understanding you of her and her of you, you can hopefully start to bridge that gap. If you do that and you're still having this problem, then you may just have to come to the conclusion that maybe she's just an angry person for any number of reasons. And then, of course, you have to go through the whole standards thing that we talk about where it's like, okay, is this the kind of person I want to be with? Is this uh, a deal breaker? And uh, you're going to have to go through that evaluation on your own to try and figure that out. And if it is a deal breaker, then, you know, you know what you got to do? You got to end that relationship so that she can be with somebody who she's not always angry at um, and you can be with somebody who's not always angry at you, okay? Um, but that's really what I'd recommend. But before you jump to that uh, conclusion of breaking up, make sure that you have that conversation with her first where we both try to get to an understanding between one another. Okay, guys, so thank you so much once again for showing up on this live stream. Um, if you like what we're doing here once more, please give us a thumbs up subscribe to the channel, uh, check out some of our other videos here, and um, if you like what we're doing, check out our book over at modernlove.life slash book. Anyway, this has been Clay. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow, and I will hopefully have something cool to share with